You're listening to Unveiling the Magic Podcast, where newcomers and seasoned Potterheads are all welcome. Hello, and welcome to Unveiling the Magic. Welcome back is what I usually say. I'm Laura. I'm Joni. And I'm Priscilla. And dudes, this is the last chapter for Sorcerer's Stone. I know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Dudes. Dudes. It's the last episode. Well, not last episode, but you guys know what I mean. So in this episode, we find out the true identity of the imposter at Hogwarts. Dumbledore shares what happens to the Sorcerer's Stone. And at the end of term feast, we find out which house wins the house cup. Ooh. Ooh. A lot of juicy stuff going on. Anything new from the three days that we <laughs> last recorded? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think on my end there's much going on. I'm still waiting on my COVID results if anyone wants to know. <laughs> Oh, wow. You're still waiting. I thought you would get it by now. Yeah, me too. And apparently work did too. So uh, there's that. <laughs> but I think, I mean, I'm feeling like pretty much 100% better. So yeah, you sound you sound better. So I just wanted to clarify. I feel like editing the last two episodes, Laura's reputation sounds really, you know, bad. What? You know, okay. I don't. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Her ticket. I, I don't. I don't sleep. I don't sleep, and I'm. I'm not late for work, guys. Like I am not that type of coworker. I promise. Oh, um, I, so see I just what wanted you're to. Saying. I just wanted to clear that. Clear that up. You know. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Um, the sheer fact that that was part of your week proved that that's not normal for you. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Very. Yeah. I was just editing, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's all that's going on in your life, you know, Laura? I mean, it's exciting. It's like exciting stuff. True. I mean. But if you would like an update on my speeding ticket, I got the email. Did you contest it? Um, n- I don't know. I I sent an email requesting for a reduction. Okay. And I finally got the email back, and they have accepted it, and they changed it to, what was it? improper equipment or something speedometer so now it's not a speeding ticket it's a ticket they stopped and i had improper equipment so no points on my license okay that's good and all i have to do is pay the fee before the court date (sighs) and everything's everything's better because it was looking like that i had to go to court there was no other option a few days ago yeah that reminds me did i tell you guys last time that i got jury duty i feel like i did tell you guys that no. Oh, I didn't. Well, have, that's that's something else exciting in my life. I'm going to jury duty on April 8th. Oh, I've I never was summoned. had to go. Never? Not yet. I've gone twice. This is my second time. Really? Yeah. And you've actually gone? Yeah. Like I, they, well, like, I went when I was 18, literally the year I turned 18, I got it. And then oh, now. So I guess like Cause I, 12 years I later. know some people that have gotten it and then the something happened and it got canceled and they didn't have to go. Well, or I hope that something like that because it's not fun. <laughs> I, I feel like I did tell you guys or maybe I told someone else of like being in the military. Technically, my residence, like legal residence is Florida. Oh, and if you're not there. Yeah. Yeah. So they can't summon me because I don't actually live there. 
yeah. oh, you know what? That would have been nice if I still lived in Texas because my legal <laughs> residence was still my parents' house. But here I am back yeah. in Florida, back in my parents' house. Yeah. Yep. Anything new with you, Joni? Uh, for me, uh, my cat bit me today. Nice. <laughs> Joni <laughs> wins this week. Um, this is gonna be like us sharing our worst moments <laughs> of the week pretty so much. i noticed that he had a little mat on the back of his uh bottom of his back which is a because he is overweight and we need to fix that we're trying to and b because it's like between winter and spring so he's losing his undercoat mm-hmm. so i brushed him today and i brushed him too long he got annoyed with me, and yeah. I think I just hit a sensitive spot because he, like, reacted really viscerally, which is abnormal, and he bit me. <laughs> and, like, the thing is, is that I'm technically allergic to him, so it, like, hurts more, and then it's itchy for, like, four hours and swollen oh. until it goes away. So that oh. was my morning. I'm sorry. Timo bit you. Yeah. yeah. He's fine now. Well, hmm. I'm also drinking very bad wine. I was telling Joni and Laura that you all should know as well. My husband poured me some wine and said he thought it was going to go old soon, so he wanted us to finish it, and it's it's already bad. It's already old. <laughs> but I'm drinking it anyway, so here I am. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okie dokie. So we last left off with the trio making it through five protective enchantments, and with the help of Hermione, Harry walks through fire and is not met with who he had expected. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that was like a cliffhanger we left off on last episode. Yeah. I'm about to reveal who it was. Ooh. And it was Quirrell. Quirrell. That was so unexpected, to be honest. <laughs> and Harry and the readers are shook. Quirrell is calm and he's not his twitchy self. Quirrell said that he was wondering if he would be meeting Harry here tonight. And Harry says, But I thought Snape. Yes, Severus does seem the type, doesn't he? So useful to have him swooping around like an overgrown bat. <laughs> Which still makes me laugh. Because he, he does. Like, he has that, at least in the movie, he's always had that black cloak. Oh, yeah. I didn't ever put that together with that <laughs> comment. That's so true. Um, next to him, who would suspect Papoor stuttering Professor Quirrell? Harry doesn't believe it. But Snape tried to kill me. Quirrell explains that no, it was Quirrell who was out to get Harry all year. Hermione knocked Quirrell over during the first Quidditch match to get to Snape, who was actually doing a counter curse to save Harry. Wow. Because of the first match, that was why Snape wanted to referee to make sure that Quirrell couldn't do it again. But with Dumbledore being at the match, it didn't matter. Quirrell wasn't going to try anything under Dumbledore's watch. Hold on, can I ask a question here? So mm-hmm. so, so does Dumbledore and Professor Snape and all of them, do they know what Quirrell is up to? So all that it says is later, Snape had already suspected Quirrell before halloween okay so they just like suspected him because it seems like they were like all set up ready to protect harry when they could have just i I don't know confronted quirrell right i think maybe i don't think any my thoughts are maybe no one knew that Voldemort was possessing him maybe they were just thinking quirrell wants the stone i don't know what do you think Joni? do you think 
they thought Quirrell wanted the stone for himself, or did they already think that Voldemort was trying to? I think I have thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I like thoughts. I feel like Dumbledore made a connection with Voldemort and Quirrell. He didn't know that Voldemort was literally inside Quirrell, Mm -hmm. which we haven't gotten to yet, but we know this. Yeah. Um... I think he knew because he knew where Quirrell was that summer previously, Mm -hmm. which was Albania. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew he had a feel like, I think Dumbledore had a feeling that there is a connection there because I feel like Hagrid, Dumbledore, was anticipating Voldemort kind of showing his head back in the magical world. Okay. But I think at this moment, like at the moment, for the Quidditch match, I feel like nobody really made a move because there wasn't actual any solid proof to pin it on Quirrell at that moment. So, like, they were taking, like, precaution. Yeah, they were taking precaution, but they couldn't just single Quirrell out because there wasn't proof anything that was really pointing yeah. towards him yet. Wait, was this Quidditch match, was the first Quidditch match before Halloween? Mm, no. Yeah. No, because they were yeah, friends no? with... No. No, it wasn't. It, they were friends with Hermione. It was after. Well, it was after. It was after right? Halloween. Cause... Okay, because I was, I was thinking, so if the Quidditch match was before Halloween, then maybe Snape didn't know who was doing the curse that he was counter-cursing. But he already ex- suspected Quirrell during Halloween for the troll. Yeah, Quirrell so... really um, outed himself by using a troll because he used a troll in the protective protection yeah. of the stone. So I guess there was kind of evidence towards it. <laughs> interesting okay sorry i just was wondering because like all of this is like no but snape is protecting you and snape wanted to referee so it's like so you knew Mm -hmm. something was up with quirrell but i guess if they didn't actually know and they just i guess thought and suspected that makes sense maybe yeah i think a trend in this series is dumbledore takes the long road (laughs) yeah on everything yeah <laughs> like he's a slow meticulous yes i can see that too strategy and when we learn like finding things i think when we learn more about dumbledore we see why as we tread well, very then. carefully <laughs> with our words yes <laughs> yeah i guess he's i don't know i to me i guess he's just taking the back seat and he knows where to step in before death literally (laughs) right before death like literally a minute before it (laughs) yeah oh my gosh Quirrell tells harry his plans are to kill him tonight and he snaps his fingers and ropes bound tightly around harry harry finds out that it was also Quirrell who let the troll in the castle on halloween Quirrell has a special gift with trolls if harry noticed what he did to the troll in the other chamber But Halloween night, when everyone was heading toward the dormitories, Snape suspected Quirrell and tried to head him off in the third floor corridor. Unfortunately, Quirrell says, Fluffy didn't manage to bite Snape's leg off and the troll didn't manage to kill Harry. Now that Quirrell has enlightened Harry and the readers of all the real happenings, now Quirrell is focusing on a mirror in the room. Mm. Harry realizes it's the mirror of Erised. Quirrell knows that the mirror is the key to finding the Sorcerer's Stone. 
Harry now needs to keep Quirrell from figuring out how the mirror works. Harry plans to keep Quirrell talking, making him less focused. So he says, I saw you. I saw you and Snape in the forest, he blurted out. Quirrell tells Harry that yes, Snape was trying to figure out how much Quirrell knew at that point and tried to threaten him, but Quirrell had Lord Voldemort on his side. Quirrell's focus is back on the mirror. He sees himself with the stone, and he's presenting it to his master. But where is the stone? But Snape, he always seemed to hate me so much, Harry tries again. Oh, he does, says Quirrell. Snape went to school with Harry's father, and they hated each other. But Quirrell adds, but he never wanted you dead. Harry mentioned overhearing Quirrell sobbing, and this is where Quirrell flinches. Sometimes I find it hard to follow my master's instructions. He is a great wizard, and I am weak. So I don't know if you remember from, maybe because I just re-listened to our episode from last week, but mm-hmm. was it you that asked what we thought, what Quirrell and Voldemort were talking about? So it seems yeah. like he was giving him instructions for something. Yeah. So it was after when I was editing um, last week's episode, I'd realized that me and Joni were kind of both right. So Hagrid had been finding unicorns for the past few weeks, dead or slain, and Quirrell was found whimpering the day of or the night before, can't remember, but very close to the detention, either the day before or the same day. But if you read back to what Quirrell actually says, he goes, not again, not again, like Mm. he doesn't want to do it again. Right, okay. So he didn't want to go back to the forest to slay another unicorn. Okay, but so he had point, already done it, and that yeah, makes sense. It yeah. lines up with Hagrid finding this before mm-hmm. detention. Okay. Quirrell tells Harry that Lord Voldemort is with him wherever he goes. Quirrell met Voldemort while traveling. Voldemort taught him about power and those too weak to seek it. From then on, Quirrell served him faithfully, but has made some mistakes, and Voldemort does not forgive easily. And he says, when I failed to steal the stone from Gringotts, he was most displeased. He punished me, decided he would have to keep a closer watch on me. This is where Harry remembers meeting Quirrell that very day at the Leaky Cauldron. So I stopped there. But this was when Hagrid took him to get his, you know, go to Gringotts. And Hagrid took the stone from that vault. Yeah. So like right before Quirrell was able to do it. So now Quirrell is getting frustrated with the mirror. Should he just break it? Harry, thinking fast, decides that right at this very moment, he wants th- what he wants most is to get the stone before Quirrell. And he also tries to scoot in front of the mirror so he could possibly look at it. Um, but the ropes are bound so tight that he can't even move. I think he actually falls, too. I didn't write that. <laughs> now Quirrell starts to ask help from his master. That's when Harry hears it, a horrible voice seeming to come from Quirrell himself. Here's my Voldemort. Use the boy. Use the boy. (laughs) Quirrell makes Harry stand in front of the mirror and wants Harry to tell him what he sees. Harry must lie. Harry looks into the mirror and sees his reflection. The Harry in the mirror is smiling at him reaches into his pocket, and pulls out a blood-red stone. Oh my gosh. Then the reflection Harry winks and places the stone back into the pocket. But somehow, Harry feels the stone in his pocket. 
magic, y'all. I know. That was pretty cool. I was like, how does this even happen? But I guess Dumbledore explains it. Harry lies and tells Quirrell that he sees himself shaking hands with Dumbledore. He won the house cup for Gryffindor. Then the high voice speaks again. He lies. He lies. Let me speak to him face to face. Quirrell says, Master, you are not strong enough. I have strength enough for this. Wow, so dramatic. (laughs) Quirrell started unwrapping his turban, then slowly turned around. Instead of the back of Quirrell's head, there was a terrible face. It was chalk white with glaring red eyes and slits for nostrils, like a snake. Harry Potter. Harry Potter, it whispered. Harry tried to take a step backwards, but his legs wouldn't move. See what I've become, the face said. Mere shadow and vapor. I have form only when I can share another's body. But there have always been those willing to let me into their hearts and minds. Unicorn blood has strengthened me these past past weeks. You saw faithful Quirrell drinking it for me in the forest. And once I have the elixir of life, I will be able to create a body of my own. Now, why don't you give me the stone in your pocket? So, Voldemort knew where the stone was. Mm. Harry stumbles backwards. Voldemort tells him not to be a fool and not to meet the same end as his parents who died begging for mercy. Liar! shouted Harry. Voldemort talks about Harry's parents again. How touching, it hissed. I've always valued bravery. Yes, boy, your parents were brave. I killed your father first, and he put up a courageous fight. But your mother needn't have died. She was trying to protect you. Now give me the stone, unless you want her to have died in vain. Harry yells, Never! And Voldemort screamed, Seize him! Pearl grabs Harry's arm. Harry feels a sharp pain in his scar. His head felt like it, was, it would split in two, but suddenly Quirrell let him go. Harry saw that Quirrell was in pain, looking down at his fingers. And again, Voldemort screams, Seize him! And Quirrell tries to take hold of Harry. Harry's scar is causing intense pain, but Quirrell is also howling in agony. Quirrell can't hold on to him. His hands are burned, raw, red, and shiny. Then kill him, fool, and be done, screeched Voldemort. Quirrell starts to perform a deadly curse, and Harry lunges at Quirrell and grabs his face. Harry knows that his touch is causing Quirrell agonizing pain. He had to hold on to save his life, so Harry jumps to his feet and latches onto Quirrell's arm. He must hang on, but Harry was also experiencing blinding pain in his forehead. Harry couldn't see, but he could hear Voldemort's yell, Kill him! Kill him! And some other voices, maybe in his head. Harry! Harry! He felt Quirrell's arm wrench from his grasp, knew all was lost, and fell into blackness. Down, down, down. Oh my god. That that was an intense moment. <laughs> it was intense to read out loud. <laughs> <sighs> wow. Whose dog was that? That was my dog. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't have a dog <laughs> <Redver>. in here. <laughs> He literally did it in the middle the of the most dramatic talking. moment. He like starts <laughs> shaking. He was probably Trevor's probably like, "What's wrong, mom?" <laughs> oh lord. Um. So okay, I have another. Qu- I am full of questions tonight. Good. So good, good. okay, where did I have that question? So when he says Quirrell 
was good and drank the unicorn blood for me mm-hmm. now it wasn't actually quarrel because i feel like harry would have recognized that it was quarrel it was voldemort so it was like was he like turned over like turned around so it was voldemort's face or was he like well, in some sort of i don't like, think um i don't think harry ever saw who it was it was just no. a cloak it was just okay. a hooded remember it was a figure. cloak hooded figure yeah and he actually thought it was snape oh that's right okay okay that answers our didn't question. he yeah he did he thought yeah. it was safe yeah okay for some reason i blinked and i thought for some reason he thought it was a like a scary looking figure mm-hmm. but actually it was yeah it was the cloak and he didn't actually see the face okay that's the only question i had i was like wait <laughs> now it kind of like so was it quarrel interesting did... though yeah like quarrel having yeah like, like who was actually yeah. yeah who do you think was actually drinking it because Voldemort doesn't have a mouth well yeah he's talking yeah um yeah so that's yeah i guess that's kind of brings us to that question i wonder it it was probably quarrel like it was probably it would have had to been quarrel because then it would have like been hands like, could you imagine <laughs> like you're using your hands yeah. like this someone doing like a um what is it the a back stretch a uh, back bend yeah there we go a back <laughs> bend just trying to like oh, get the proper angle that's like the ring <laughs> oh gosh yeah that's true oh goodness Okay, so it looks like, hold on, let me gather my thoughts. <laughs> so he fell into blackness, down, down, down. Something gold was glinting just above him. It was the snitch. He tried to catch it, but his arms were too heavy. He blinked. It wasn't the snitch, but a pair of glasses. He blinked again, and there it was, the smiling face of Albus Dumbledore above him. Mm. I just had an image of Harry just like if his arms weren't too heavy and he just like reacts and just like grabs the glasses off of Dumbledore's face. <laughs> Caresses Dumbledore's face. <laughs> He's like half asleep. <laughs> Good afternoon, Harry, said Dumbledore. Harry stared at him. Then he remembered, sir, the stone. It was Quirrell. He's got the stone. Calm yourself, dear boy. You're a little behind the times, <laughs> said Dumbledore. <laughs> Quirrell does not have the stone. Then who does? Sir, I... Harry, please relax or Madame Pomfrey will have me thrown out. Harry looked around him and noticed he was in the hospital wing. He saw a table piled high with what looked like half the candy shop. Dumbledore told Harry that they were tokens from his friends and admirers. What happened down in the dungeons between you and Quirrell is a complete secret. So naturally, the whole school knows. I love that for some reason. I know. <laughs> I believe your friends, Misters Fred and George Weasley, were responsible for trying to send you a toilet seat. No doubt they thought it would amuse you. Madame Pomfrey, however, felt it would not be very hygienic and confiscated it. Darn. I know. How long have I been here? Three days. Mr. Ronald Weasley and Miss Granger will be most relieved you have come around. But, sir, the stone. I see you're not very distracted. Very well. The stone Professor Quirrell did not manage to take from you. I arrived in time to prevent that, although you were doing very well on your own. You got there? You got Hermione's owl? We must have crossed in midair. No sooner had I reached London than it became clear to me that the place I should be was the one I had just left. I arrived just in time to pull Quirrell off of you. And at this point, I'm like, you realize on your way that that was, I don't know. To me, I was like, I don't know. Okay, Dumbledore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was you. 
I feared I might be too late. You nearly were. I couldn't have kept him off the stone much longer. Not the stone, boy. You. The effort involved nearly killed you. For one terrible moment there, I was afraid it had. As for the stone, it has been destroyed. But your friend, Nicholas Flamel. Harry seemed super concerned over the stone and it being destroyed, and Dumbledore could see it in his face. He assured him that for Nicholas and Perinel, which is Nicholas's wife, it was just like going to bed after a very, very long day. Harry asks Dumbledore if Voldemort will re ever return, and Dumbledore tells Harry that Voldemort hasn't left forever. He may very well be out there looking for another body to share, but what Harry did delayed his return to power. Harry nodded in agreement. He then told D Dumbledore that there are things he wants to know the truth about. The truth, it's a beautiful and terrible thing and should therefore be treated with great caution. However, however, I shall answer your questions unless I have a very good reason not to. In which case, I beg you'll forgive. I shall not, of course, lie. Of course, Harry asks him the one thing he cannot answer. <laughs> Why would he want to kill me in the first place? Dumbledore sighed very deeply, basically says, the first, th first thing you ask me, I cannot tell you. Not today, not now. You will know one day. Which I'm like, oh my gosh, there's more. <laughs> there's a reason behind it all. Harry knew it would be useless to argue. But why couldn't Quirrell touch me? Asked Harry. Your mother died to save you. If there is one thing Voldemort cannot understand, it is love. He didn't realize that love as powerful as your mother's for you leaves its own mark. Not a scar, no visible sign. To have been loved so deeply, even though the person who loved us is gone, will give us such protection forever. It is in your very skin. Quirrell, full of hatred, greed, and ambition, sharing his soul with Voldemort, could not touch you. For this reason, it was agony to touch a person marked by something so good. Which I think is so sweet. And it yes. says the book talks about how Harry was composing himself and he kind of was oh, crying. Yeah. Um, and he asked Dumbledore about the invisibility cloak. And then Dumbledore tells Harry that Harry's father left it in, in Dumbledore's position or excuse me, possession. And he thought Harry might like it. Apparently, Harry's father used it mainly to sneak into the kitchen to steal food when he was at Hogwarts, which is same. That's exactly what I would use it for. Yum. I know. Yeah. Could you imagine just being able to get food whenever you wanted and no one saw you and you could just eat all the delicious food that came up? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just to sneak around. Yeah. Because I feel like when I was younger and okay, take that back. I'm still living with my parents. But when I was like, <laughs> living with my brothers and stuff, I would um, like get up and if I was like really hungry in the middle of the night, I would try to be super quiet so no one heard me and saw me. Yeah. Yeah. And then Harry brings up Snape. Quirrell had told Harry that Snape hates him because he hated his father. Was it true? Dumbledore confirms that they did detest each other, similarly to Harry and Malfoy. But Harry's father did something that Snape could never forgive. Harry's father saved Snape's life. What? Apparently, Snape tried so hard to protect Harry this year because he felt that would make him and Harry's father even, and he could go back to hate him, hating him in peace. <laughs> this was all a lot for Harry to grasp. Nonetheless, he still had more questions for Dumbledore. <laughs> How did I get the stone out of the mirror? And this is kind of where uh, Dumbledore answers our question for that magical moment that happened. Ah, now I'm glad you asked me that. It was one of my more brilliant ideas, and between you and me, 
That's saying something. You see, only one who wanted to find the stone, find it, but not use it, would be able to get it. Otherwise, they'd just see themselves making gold or drinking elixir of life. My brain surprises even me sometimes. Well, at this point, he's like, now enough of all the questions. And he tries to distract and move on to the birdie bots, every flavor beans. He ends up talking about them, eating one, ends up with earwax, all that good stuff. Alas, earwax. Alas, earwax is what he ends up getting. After Dumbledore leaves, Ron and Hermione show up. And I mean, it took some convincing to Madame Pomfrey to let them in for just five minutes. They look so relieved to see Harry in one piece. The whole school's talking about it, said Ron. What really happened? Harry told them everything and they were a great audience. Said they gasped in all the right places. And then when yes. Harry told them about Quirrell taking off the turban, Hermione <laughs> like gasped. Yeah. I could see her doing that. That was cute. Yeah. So the stone's gone? Flamel's just going to die, said Ron. Harry told Ron what Dumbledore said. To the well-organized mind, death is but the next great adventure. Harry asked what happened to them. Hermione says they got back all right and it ended up meeting up with Dumbledore at the entrance of the Allery, where he realized what had happened. Ron wonders if he meant for all this to happen since Dumbledore was the one that gave Harry the cloak. Hermione hates that idea, but Harry doesn't. He says it seems like Dumbledore had a pretty good idea that the trio was going to try, and instead of stopping them, he taught them enough. The mirror couldn't have been an accident because he let him find out how it worked. Almost like he thought Harry had the right to face Voldemort. Yeah, Dumbledore's off his rocker, <laughs> all right, said Ron proudly. I feel like here is like they're talking about how Ron looks up to Dumbledore and the fact that he's off his rocker makes him like him even more. That's what it's yeah. talking to me. Mm -hmm. Then he tells Harry that he has to be up for the end of your feast tomorrow. Of course, Slytherin has won. He catches Harry up on the last Quidditch match where Ravenclaw won. Woo, woo. Ooh. Go Ravenclaw. <laughs> Madame Pomfrey came over. You've had nearly 15 minutes. Now out. Mm. And there they were. Or they, there they left, I guess. So I guess Harry agrees too that Dumbledore kind of wanted them to yeah i was thinking about that when themselves. you guys were talking about it harry yeah. kind of was like okay with it he's a very mature 11 year old that's for sure <laughs> what i said he's a very mature 11 year old that's oh for i know sure. i would not have felt the same i'm like what are you doing why why would you do this to me like i mean at least like get there sooner <laughs> not literally <laughs> when i'm about to die <laughs> if you knew this was all gonna happen so do you mm -hmm. think he actually left though Mm. I guess that's a good thought. Yeah, I wonder. And he was just like, oh, Left. we've talked about how Dumb Dumbledore doesn't have to have a cloak to be invisible. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, you think he was there the whole time? I hope not. I don't know. I've never thought of it, but... Because I, mean, I, I find it odd that where he met Hermione and Ron was at the Owlery. Yeah. That doesn't feel like... Somewhere he would be. An entrance place. Was it the entrance Unless, hall? Well, they said that, or Hermione said that she, like, met him at the Owlery. The entrance to the Owlery, yeah. Mm. Owlery. Maybe we can say that Dumbledore went back to the Owlery to see who sent 
the owl to him to trick him into going to London. Oh, no, going to, where was he going? To was London. It? Oh, to London. Okay. Yeah. To London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it could be, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll yeah. never know. But yeah, that would be interesting. Could you imagine if he was just being invisible, watching it all go down? Just hanging out in his in his office for a couple hours. Because yeah. also it doesn't make sense to me the whole time frame of like, oh, I realized I needed to go back to Hogwarts right when I got to London. But traveling for a wizard is very instantaneous. Like, yes, yeah. he can't apparate off of Hogwarts ground, so he'll have to go to Hogsmeade to do that. But that's not that far. Mm-hmm. So, mm. yeah. The, the timing on that just doesn't add up in my head to where I feel like he just kind of chilled out in his office for a bit. And then it's just like, okay, time to intervene. Yeah, this is where I need like to Harry be. got to talk to Voldemort. I gotta go now. <laughs> yeah, I don't anyway. know. So after a good night's sleep, Harry was almost feeling back to normal. He told Madame Pomfrey that he wanted to attend the feast that night. And she begrudgingly told him that Dumbledore said he was able to. Woohoo! Madame Pomfrey also informed Harry that he had a visitor. It was Hagrid. Hagrid. Oh, Hagrid. And Hagrid comes in in full tears, oh. sobbing to Harry about how it was all his fault. Kind of was. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> like you got to take some responsibility here, Hagrid. <laughs> Um, because he gave Voldemort the key to getting past Fluffy. I should have been chucked out and be made to live as a muggle. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what a curse. (laughs) Harry, shocked at Hagrid's reaction, had to yell, Hagrid, to get his attention. Harry reassures him that Voldemort would have found out without having to trick him. Don't say his name, Hagrid scolded. Voldemort. Harry bellowed, shocking Hagrid out of his tears. I have met him. I am calling him by his name, Harry asserts. Oh, so brave all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Such a Gryffindor. <laughs> and he continues to reassure Hagrid, saying that the stone was saved and Voldemort cannot have it. And he even offers Hagrid one of his chocolate frogs. He loves sharing his chocolate frogs. He does. Hagrid pulls himself together and he gives Harry a gift. So, Dumbledore gave Hagrid a day to put it together. It was a leather photo album with a bunch of pictures of Harry's parents. Hagrid had reached out to their school friends to get pictures for Harry to keep since he didn't have any for himself. And when Hagrid asked if Harry liked it, Harry could not speak, and Hagrid understood completely. What a great gift. Like, so emotional. I know. After a final checkup from Madame Pomfrey, Harry arrives at the end of the year feast. The Great Hall was decorated in green to celebrate Slytherin. There was also a giant snake somewhere. Slytherin had won the House Cup for the seventh year in a row. (sighs) Everyone had already arrived, so when he walked into the Great Hall, the entire school went quiet, watching him join Ron and Hermione, and then suddenly the room filled with chatter of students craning to look at Harry. (laughs) Thankfully, Dumbledore quickly stood up, bringing the attention off of Harry and onto himself. He announced the House Cup results. 
Fourth place, Gryffindor with 312 points. Third place, Hufflepuff with 352 points. Second place, Ravenclaw with 426 points. And first place, Slytherin with 472 points. Mm. What does Dumbledore say in the movie? Good job, Slytherin. Good job, Slytherin. And then he goes, but. But I'm about to ruin your day. (laughs) There is a roar of celebration coming from the Slytherin table. Draco was even banging his goblet onto the table. Dumbledore congratulated Slytherin. However. However, he says, causing the room to go silent and the Slytherins to lose their smiles. Recent events must take into account... And I have a few last-minute points to give out. First, to Ronald Weasley. Hmm. For the best-played chess Hogwarts had ever seen in a long time. 50 points. Ron went purple out of embarrassment. <laughs> purple? Yeah. I found that funny. Uh, Percy very proudly shouted to the table, My youngest brother got past McGonagall's chess game. <laughs> Second, to Miss Hermione Granger. For the use of cool logic in the face of fire. 50 points. Hermione buried her face into her hands, and Harry suspected she was crying. And third to Mr. Harry Potter for pure nerve and outstanding courage. 60 points. The room was excited. Gryffindor was officially tied with Slytherin. And I didn't write this down, but they even said, if only Dumbledore had given him one more point. I think that's interesting that he gave him 60 points. Very specific. It's almost like... It was on purpose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was definitely on purpose. Yeah. There's some definite um, nepotism going on right now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they deserve points. Yeah. Dumbledore raised his hand. The room gradually fell silent. There are all kinds of courage, said Dumbledore, smiling. It takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to our enemies, but just as much to stand up to our friends. I therefore award 10 points to Mr. Neville Longbottom. Neville! Neville! We're all so proud of you, Neville! (laughs) Someone standing outside the Great Hall might have thought some sort of explosion had taken place. So loud was the noise that erupted from the Gryffindor table. Harry, Ron, and Hermione stood up to yell and cheer as Neville, white with shock, disappeared under a pile of people hugging him. He had never won so much as a point for Gryffindor before. And Harry, still cheering, nudged Ron in the ribs and pointed at Malfoy, who couldn't have looked more stunned and horrified if he had just had the body-bind curse put on him. Which means, Dumbledore stated, that a change of decoration is in order. All of the Slytherin decoration suddenly changed from green to scarlet, and the giant snake turned into a lion. Harry saw Snape shake McGonagall's hand, and when Snape actually looked at Harry, Harry was well aware that Snape's feelings towards him had not changed at all. <laughs> but <laughs> Snape would but Harry, not be Snape if he didn't hate Harry. Mm-hmm. Right. But Harry didn't care. He knew that next year, things would be back to normal. Sure. <laughs> Harry. <laughs> oh, wishful thinking. <laughs> it's like the um in like a movie when somebody says something like oh like something like hopeful and then like the exact opposite like the exact opposite of what they're saying happens and you yeah. just know what's gonna happen yeah just yeah like, oh thank god i didn't ha- this didn't happen and then like oh so that's gonna happen yeah <laughs> harry you jinxed it 
That night was the greatest in Harry's life. It topped winning at Quidditch and Christmas. Harry would remember that night for the rest of his life. Oh. And then the next day comes, and Harry nearly forgot about exam results, but they did come. And thankfully, Harry and Ron did pass. Hermione was the top of the class, and Neville even passed, which was a surprise to everyone. (laughs) Oh. And to Harry's dismay, so did Goyle. He really hoped that he was so stupid he wouldn't have to see him again, but (laughs) unfortunate. Soon enough, their things were packed in their trunks. Trevor was found. Trevor's always getting lost. (laughs) (laughs) We started the book looking for Trevor. We're ending the book looking and finding Trevor, I guess. I know. I just really liked how that was added in there. In case you were worried. Yeah. I mean, he did. He did just like hop away when Neville was oh, confronting um, yeah. his friends. So I guess they wanted to make sure that uh, that part yeah. was, you know, explained. The students were all given a card warning them that doing magic outside of school was prohibited, much to Fred's dismay. And they were making their way across the lake to the train to take them home. They spent the train ride talking and laughing and eating Birdie Bot's jelly beans. It took some time to get off the platform, though, since a guard had to let people out in groups of twos and threes to prevent making a scene in the muggle world. Many people were saying goodbye to Harry. Still famous, laughed Ron. I won't be where I'm going, replied Harry. The trio promised to write each other, and... I'm sorry. I think my son got to my notes. (laughs) I saw that earlier and I was like <laughs> embarrassed. I saw that Swag 9666666668. I saw that earlier too and I started laughing and I was like, I wonder if Jenny's going to ask me. It was like before we even started recording. I was like, I'm just going to leave that there and not say anything. <laughs> I did have my notes up earlier today, so he might have actually did that. That's funny. Roxas has a little part in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote swag. He did. He wrote swag. Usually when he grows up, you're like, you know the first word that you ever typed out correctly? <laughs> swag. Oh, gosh. Okay. So the trio, the trio promised to write each other, and together they made their way off the platform onto the muggle side. There he is, Ginny shouted, pointing not at Ron, but at Harry. Mrs. Weasley hushed her and greeted the trio. Harry thanked her for the gifts she sent him, but the conversation was cut off by Uncle Vernon asking if he was ready to leave. Vernon. Ooh, he's back. Vernon looked embarrassed to even be close to all of these abnormal people. You're abnormal, Vernon. Mrs. Weasley attempted to make a conversation with him, but he very much avoided it. And Hermione, looking warily, at Uncle Vernon, wished Harry a good summer, and Harry reassured her, Oh, I will. They don't know that I can't do magic outside of school. I will have a lot of fun with Dudley this summer. Oh my god. The end! The end! Oh my god, the end! Yes! Wow. Oh my god. We did it, guys. We did. Sorcerer's Stone is in the books. No pun intended. <laughs> but wow. kind of intended. Yeah. <laughs> that was wow. Oh my gosh. So, do you remember how and we will probably talk about this in the reflection episode, but how did you feel 
when you like finished the book. I was like, wow, I actually finished a book. (laughs) (laughs) No, but for real, I am not a reader at all. So the fact that I am doing a podcast based off of reading an entire series of books (laughs) that only get longer, I am very uh, much proud of myself. Yes. Um, But yeah, no, I guess all jokes aside, it was uh, nice to come to the end of this book that I feel like it did like kind of open up the wizarding world for me so now it kind of leads you I guess for me as a first-time reader leaves me like okay what's next you know yeah Mm -hmm. it was good it was a good it was a good first book I think yeah yes there's a lot that went on yes was there any questions like were there any things that wasn't like tied up for you nicely um no other than the fact that Dumbledore is very secretive or not I guess mm-hmm. yeah about the whole why Harry you know wants you know why Voldemort wants Harry dead mm-hmm. and all that stuff um everything else was pretty much answered in my opinion but it kind of like leaves it open to uncover that whole storyline yeah I think mm-hmm. yeah Dumbledore does a good job not, not now maybe when you're older <laughs> such a cop-out answer when you're a child it's like uh, Jumping off of that, I know it'll probably be hard to actually build something off of just this book, but do you have any thoughts or any theories behind why Voldemort wants Harry dead? I mean, I guess the only thing that I can think of is Harry being like this wizard that has the potential to be like the greatest wizard out there and Voldemort doesn't want that because he wants to be the greatest Mm -hmm. wizard that's still living and he knows what harry could do and he wants to prevent that that's kind of what i'm leaning towards Mm -hmm. but that's a very general thought that i had yeah we don't have any strong details yet but yeah they'll come yeah we don't know a lot about voldemort in this one yeah we kind of are just uncovering a little bit yeah because the whole time you're not even thinking like you hear about voldemort in the beginning of the book and you know he killed his parents but then it kind of stops and all the focus is on snape and then toward the end they start like oh snape wants this for voldemort and that doesn't happen till more than halfway through the book yeah Yeah, literally like last three chapters probably during this meeting the centaur (laughs) yeah yeah do we even know like well, we know that Voldemort was a student at Hogwarts. He obviously didn't always look the way that he looks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do we ever, I don't know, is this you giving it away to me? Like, do we ever know how he looks like? Do we ever, like, go back in time? No, you can't answer that. Okay, well, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> so Laura's face was like, I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> I just find it interesting because it's kind of like, you know, I I don't know why I keep going back to Star Wars, but it's like, you know how Darth Vader is like, you mm-hmm. go back to Anakin and all of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it just kind of makes me think of that. Yes. I'll say this. I personally love learning about Voldemort's past. Yeah. I, I'm excited. If, if that happens, I'm, I'm excited to uh, read into that. And Joni's like, mm-hmm. I know. I'm like, what, what like does that mean, Joni? Her lips so she doesn't say anything. <laughs> I can't say anything. All right. So notable characters we met. We met Voldemort. I guess he who must not be named. He who must not be named. 
We Don't say his name. His face. Yeah, his uh, slits for nostrils. Interesting. He's a snake. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the only person or yeah, character that we met, right? Yeah. yeah. Only new one. And we don't find out much about him except he wants to kill Harry. He wants to live he forever. Wants, wants for, live forever. Wants to be powerful. Yeah. Who are we going to give the most valuable wizard to? Oof. I feel like it has to be Harry. I mean. I know. We haven't given it to Harry yet. I know. I feel Have like we, we not? No. <laughs> I think you did last time. I think last week I you did give it to Harry, Laura. Because I, I feel like you're like, been... I guess I could give it to Harry. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like. I don't think do it's ever been to? a unanimous decision. Yeah. Like this time. I think it. I, I mean, it's pretty unanimous, yeah. I would say. Poor Harry's like, uh, can you give it to me now? <laughs> I know. He's like, I basically saved the day. So, um, yeah. yeah. Harry. Harry uh, would be the MVW this week. Mm-hmm. Most, most magical, magical moment. Yeah. Most yeah. magical moment. I think the end of the year feast, even for Harry, even said it that it was like a the night. best day. night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And I was like, even more than Christmas? Yeah. He said even he more said than it. Christmas. What's yours? Uh, my most magical moment, I think, the stone being in his pocket was pretty cool. Yeah. That was like legit magic happening. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool because, I mean, even I don't like to, I just have this thing where I don't like to relate the book too much to the movie, which is why I'm glad I'm watching the movies after I'm reading the books. But now that I'm rereading mm-hmm. the books to do the podcast, I kind of have a picture. But it's yeah. really cool how that happens. Like, the character Harry in the mirror winks and then all of a sudden the stone is in actual Harry's pocket. That's really cool to me. And yeah. How that worked out. But the whole mirror situation is super magical when uh, Dumbledore explains it to Harry Mm -hmm. and he's like, I even surprised myself with how I set that all up. So I thought that was really cool because it shows that Harry's intentions were good. Yeah. And Dumbledore somehow set it up to where... Pretty much only him, he could get it. Yeah. For someone like him with the same intent. I don't know. I, th- I felt like that was pretty cool. Yeah. Magical to me. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. The, the feast was definitely cool too. I, yeah, I was going to pick the mirror because it was just actual magic. Yeah. Um, and then we like to pick magical moments that aren't so like stereotypical. That we can magical. relate to. Yeah. yeah. And I think I, I know love what you're going to say. Neville. <laughs> I love the points being brought up for Neville for standing up for his standing up to his friends because he that was like a feel good moment where everyone's yeah. like, oh. mm-hmm. yes, it's so cute. It's a good one. Another good moment was when he got the gift from Hagrid. Oh yeah, oh that's oh I almost forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that's that one of really those moments sweet. like what we've noticed before when it's like when you can connect to someone that you've never known. And yeah. Harry was just completely speechless. I thought that was beautiful. And Hagrid, big teddy bear, thinking of doing that for him. That was sweet. I wonder if Harry, or excuse me, if Hagrid and Harry's parents were friends. Did they ever talk about that in this they mo- in this book? Know each other? They I don't know. How- so from he- at least from this book, because I tried to read into that too, it doesn't really say that they were like friends. Friends. I don't know how much I could say for future. Mm, yeah. But they definitely knew each other and were in the same circles. Yeah. I wondered because he was like, yeah, I couldn't. You'd say that, John? I didn't find any yeah. photos of him, of them or something like that. 
Mm-hmm. I think he was he, he was at Hogwarts, like working at Hogwarts when yeah, yeah, his parents were there. Yeah. So he at least knew them, which yeah. we know that. Is Hagrid really old? No. He is? He's older. Old-ish. Mm-hmm. Like okay. really old in our thoughts, but for wizards. Not really. Probably like middle age. Yeah. Okay. I see. Not as old as Dumbledore. No, no, no. Okay. But um, yeah, older than his than what his parents would have been. Yeah. So I figure since we are at the end of the book, oh my gosh, should we do a MBW for the entire book? Ooh. Oh. Ah, that's hard. I mean, are you not going to give it to Harry Potter? <laughs> Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone. I don't know. Are we like, do we feel like Harry Potter would be an Okay, how about choice? this? Who is your favorite character okay. out of this book? So it doesn't have to be most valuable. It's just who you love the most. I know mine. I, okay, you go ahead. You want to go ahead? Okay, I'll go. It was pretty much after doing the reread with Swish and Flick and then rereading it now with you guys and seeing how much priscilla liked him too i love hagrid and i have a new appreciation like within the last year with hagrid's character that i feel like i never really paid attention to like i've always known he was like such a good friend and i always loved him and their interactions but when i think about just how much he loves and cares for harry throughout the series it's just so lovable yeah i like that hagrid's a good one and you know, I, I do love Hagrid, and I always ha- love Hagrid, and I thought that I would come to the state and say Hagrid as well, mm-hmm. but uh, don't get me wrong. I love my boy Hagrid. Wait, I think I know. But I'm, what? What do, you, think, what do you think I'm going to say? No, I want you to, I want, I want okay. you to guess. Okay, so this is how, why I'm going to guess. I might be wrong, guys. I might get my best friend's character wrong. But Priscilla's favorite character is Chandler because she loves his humor. So I'm going to say her favorite character is Ron. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. I know. I didn't think so either. It's so funny that you said that. Ron just impressed me with the way that he yeah. handled situations. And he made me laugh so much, especially on the rereads. Yeah. And I know he's probably not a lot of people's favorite because I can see that, but he was always there for Harry and he kind Mm -hmm. of was the person that Harry relied on to open up that like wizard's world to him. And like he had, he didn't know much as much as like this like wizard that has been doing it forever because he's obviously an 11 year old along with Harry. But yeah, it was just like those moments that they had and then his like snappiness towards Hermione, which I learned to love her too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. At first she was super annoying and then as the book progressed, I, I liked her. Um, But it's just the relationship and like the, what he brings to the trio. I really, mm-hmm. really ended up loving him at the end of the book. So yes. I would have to say Ron. Hagrid being good. up there, of course, but yes, yes. Ron. Definitely Love for it. his humor. That's so funny that you exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, I'm I better like be how right. you used friends to help. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Ron's such a good friend. He is such a he is. good, solid friend. Yeah. Good job, Molly and Arthur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm surprised neither of you guys said this one. I was going to say Neville. Oh. Yeah. Neville was just that person that made me go aw all the time, just like we did right now. But yeah. I I love his character. 
I think he, and you may I, not think it, and the book didn't, maybe not alluded to it, but I still think he grew a lot in this book. Yeah. From the beginning, he he felt like he didn't deserve where he was. He didn't even feel like he was even much of a wizard. I, there's like some talk at one point, I don't know if we talked about it, where he was talking to his parent, talking about how his family mm. thought he was a squib for the longest time. Yeah. And then, was that in this book? I don't know. Pretty sure. I don't remember that, but I could just Yikes. like not be remembering it. Maybe I, it might be in a different book. Yeah, I was thinking it could have been in this book because I know exactly what part conversation it is, but I don't know what book it's in. I think it might be this book, the second book. Cheaper. It happens. That's fine. So I don't think they talk about squibs until whoopsie. Yeah, <laughs> but per, you but, can ask. Like Priscilla, do you know what a squib is? I don't know what that okay. is. Okay, so yeah, you'll learn real quick. <laughs> um. <laughs> But, like, so this is just coming from my knowledge Mm -hmm. from the entire series then. But, like, at this point, he doesn't feel like he's deserving of where he is. He doesn't think he is that magical. And he has, like, zero negative confidence right now. Yeah. And it you just, you see how when surrounding himself with people. That encourage him. That encourage him. That do have that confidence because that's something that's very much valued in Gryffindor that helps it come out of him. And I just really like that. That yeah. growth. And then Dumbledore awarding him in front of the whole school oh, probably. Yeah, that's a good one. Helped too. Yeah. I like it. I like our our MVWs for the book. Yeah. Those are good ones. I mean, we all love Harry. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes. We love Harry. Yes. But also the side characters are all great too. I yeah. Like, I like how well the side characters are built in this mm-hmm. series. Yes, yeah, so now we're done with the chapter episodes for Sorcerer's Stone, but we have planned two more episodes, um, one being a end-of-book reflection, which we kind of touched on just now, but also with that episode, the reflection episode, we'll have your Q&A questions that we are going to post or have at this point posted on our Facebook page. And then the second episode will be our book to movie comparison and like what our favorite points were and what our fav our dislikes were, I guess, of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Are we gonna have like a watch party to watch that movie? Oh yeah. If we want. <laughs> we can do that. I might have a toddler running in and out of it, but we can it's do it okay. through like Discord how um, Yeah. I mean it could I mean the three of us we could just like Yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll see how we feel about it. Yeah. So just to recap, the next episode will be a reflection and the Q&A. So make sure you guys are posting questions on that post that should be live now on our Facebook page. And then we will chat about the movie and the book. Mm -hmm. And then where does that bring us to? Then that brings us to a break between books. So... I don't think I I think I can officially label it as seasons on Spotify. on yeah on Spotify and Apple. So I may do that or not. So pretty much like each book being like a season. And the only reason why we're doing like a little break is to get ahead of recordings um in between everyone's life. Yeah. You know, life yeah. happens. So we're going to get ahead on recording a few episodes for Chamber. We're going to continue recording every week that we can. And then when we have enough episodes under our belt, we'll start posting 
episodes again. But we're going to try and stay active on our social media in between to stay connected with you guys. I'm not sure how long our break is going to be. It's not going to be long. I don't want it to be... Yeah, probably just a couple of weeks or yeah. two weeks. But we'll definitely let everyone know when the first episode for Chamber yeah. will be. I'm, I'm excited. so excited. And it'll be a little bit different, just slightly, because it will be a book that I'm not finished with yet. So I'm taking my very, very sweet time with it <laughs> because I want a more fresh outlook on it. I want I don't want it to be so much of a reread. I kind of want it to be where I'm coming to the podcast recordings, kind of just reading these for the first time, things like that. So that's what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do. But with that being said, like we said, we will keep being active after our next two episodes, which are our final two episodes, will be active on our socials. So please follow us outside of this podcast. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Unveiling the Magic. We're also on Twitter at Unveiling Magic. So we would really appreciate if you guys help us grow our social media and stay mm-hmm. connected with us there because we want to chat with you guys. Yeah. Um, and... So one more thing if you made it all the way this far i'm just gonna give out a little hint you should be on our social medias because we have something exciting coming up for you guys so yes you that's a little like tease that we're giving you so please (laughs) follow us there there's something coming up very soon that we want to share with you guys and i guess it's a way to give back to you guys for listening to us for uh what 10 episodes at this point yeah wow uh, coming along this journey with us the noob and the two potter heads i feel like i can be a potter head now right i finished I mean, one whole thing yes i finished yeah. the podcast yeah just wait till you like know everything <laughs> yeah and then i'd be like officially like i'm a, i feel like i'm a baby i'm a baby you're, potter, you're a potter head in training yes that's, yes. that's a good way we're well, doing a very good on. job you can conversate about harry potter now yeah yeah I'm such a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) My husband will be proud. Uh, My work here is almost done, guys. It was, (laughs) what, how many years? 15 years. 15 years. work. It's like, this is Laura's plan to not have me like Harry Potter for like the first 14 years of our friendship. And then here I come when we're both full grown adults. Yes. But yeah, did you guys want to say anything else? I am good. Okay. So... Until next time, mischief managed. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thanks, guys. Did you make popcorn? Oh, it smells like popcorn. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. You're fine. Okay, we're good. Okay, I see. I just put the period in the wrong place. You don't even have Ron in Wait. there. <laughs> I know, because I, I was know, correcting like, where did myself. You get Let's try this again. Voldemort screams, seize him. Oh, no. Say that wrong. Voldemort screams, seize him. Again. No, I should say that wrong. What? Voldemort <laughs> again. Because it sounds like I'm saying, seize him again. The sniffles came back. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. Is it fine, Laura? Is it? <laughs> she noticed the second it happened. I know. Was Timo wow. on that blanket too? Bless you. No. It's just that time of the Bless year. <laughs> just ignore me. <laughs> I, we can't. It's literally your part. <laughs>
Try the hippo, hippo, hippo thing. I forgot about that. What is that? <laughs> Supposedly, if you go hippo, 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 it stops your sneeze. But it's probably just because you're draining everything backwards. Harry walks through fire and is met with, and is not met with who he expects. <laughs> <laughs> Third time's a charm. Third time. You're going to get it. 